Hello, this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 14 of Gaming with Grief. Uh, welcome back, hopefully. Hopefully the, this isn't the first episode. Uh, I'll start every episode by saying that this is just a way I use this podcast to deal with grief. Uh, in the past few years, a lot of people in my life have passed away, and um, I basically use gaming to deal with that or look through it through the lens of gaming. So I play board games, pen and paper games, uh, computer games, PC games, uh, console games, any kind of game really, card games, Magic the Gathering, stuff like that, to deal with grief or at least use it to look through the lens of grief. Um, if you want to write to me, this is going to hit uh, my website, which is www.gamingwithgrief.com on Monday at 7 a.m. Uh, I'm recording this Sunday night. I had kind of a rough week. I worked a lot. And uh, long story short, as I always say in this, start out every episode by saying that I am not a licensed bonded counselor. I am just trying to share my experience. So if you're experiencing grief or loss, hopefully, uh, you know, we can experience it together and maybe help each other. Uh, If you are having, uh, I don't know, terrible thoughts, if you're thinking of harming yourself, if you're using substances like alcohol, drugs, that kind of stuff, if you're thinking of ending your life, uh, please reach out to somebody. And also on the thought before about the, um, you know, me not being a licensed bonded therapist, um, if you can go seek a therapist, um, if you're religious, go to your pastor. I recommend a secular therapist because they might be able to help you a little bit more and maybe use, uh, a different language. Uh, I think maybe when you're in a system, if you're in a group of people, uh, especially religion, um, you know, you kind of have an understanding, you know, of how, you know, you use language or terms like, um, you know, that everybody understands and maybe you don't question them because it's just something that's understood. But I think with a secular therapist, someone who's non-religious, maybe they can push you out of those terms or boundaries because, um, you know, grieving and healing and things that happen in your life change if you're going to a therapist uh, and you feel that you can't handle things anymore, deal with them yourself if you meant in a way that you're powerless over what's going on. If you go to a secular therapist, they probably used, I mean, mine has used terms I haven't heard before, and maybe you can ask some questions. Maybe it's a way to look a little bit deeper into whatever you're experiencing, whether that, again, that'd be thoughts of suicide or um, anything like that. Those things need to, uh, you know, you need to get pushed a little, and by you saying to yourself that you can't deal with it and that you're going to a therapist, you're basically telling yourself you're out of your comfort zone. So I think it's important to do that and basically have an open mind when you go to see a therapist and understand they are going to challenge you, but that's probably, I mean, that is the point, right? Uh, to be challenged and, uh, you know, you're always, you're not always right. Um, but like I said, if you're religious, I'm not, I don't want to disparage anybody's religion, but the idea is that everybody there is kind of on an understanding, you know, cause you all believe the same thing, you know, you're there in the same place of worship once, maybe twice a week, going to a meeting or something. And if you're doing Bible study or doing any kind of like any kind of group activity, like I said, there's an understanding. And I think if you experience something traumatic like a drug or alcohol use or grief or loss or, you know, a friend committed suicide, these are things that are not, you know, they're outside the normal realm. Not saying that religion can't deal with it, uh, just that maybe you need to hear some new terms or hear some new ideas to kind of shake you out of that. I mean, I'm not religious, but just going to therapy kind of introduced me to a whole way of thinking. And, you know, you have those mind blowing moments 
um, that are revelatory that you think, oh man, I never thought of this that way or that, you know, you know, because you're being challenged, you know, and sometimes again, not to knock on anybody's religion, but sometimes people don't get challenged in their religion. You know, they, they, everything is just bespoke, you know, and everybody's understood. We're all on the same page. Nothing dangerous is happening. I don't have to question how I'm feeling. We all know. So, you know, this pastor is going to tell me something I know and something that's comforting, which, you know, we need to be comforted, but in a way you also, you know, to change our heel, you need to be challenged in a little bit. So sorry, that's a little bit of a diatribe. Long story short, uh, this episode will post Monday on www.gamingwithgrief.com at 7 a.m. If you want, you can leave a comment below the video. I'll try to get back to you. I have two uh, web addresses. One is gwgpod04 at gmail.com. Uh, G, that, again, that's gwgpod04 at gmail.com. And I have uh, gwgjac at outlook.com. Um, those are the two web addresses you can get a hold of me if you want to ask a question. Again, uh, leave a comment under the video. This will post Monday at 7 a.m. Uh, if you don't, uh, you know, if you if you don't want me to read it, just write below. Hey, I don't want you to read this. Um, or I do want you to read this. Um, so as you can tell from the title of this video, it's called Early Impressions. And uh, there's two things I have very early. One's very early impression. Well, they're both very early impressions. But one, they're both video games. One actually was just a trailer that I saw, and the other one was uh, actual hands-on, but very quickly, like maybe 40 minutes. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is Death Stranding, which is a PS4 a game coming out for PS4 and I believe PC on November 8th. And um, it's uh, Hideo Kojima, who's m- most known for Metal Gear, the Metal Gear series. He did every Metal Gear game, was the creative director. I think he wrote some things on it. Basically, he is Metal Gear. And... Um, he had a falling out with Konami, who he worked for, that published Metal Gear, and then he went and formed his own studio, Kojima Productions, and uh, is basically working with Sony to publish the, this game, Death Stranding. Uh, there's been a few trailers that have come out, and they've all been very strange. No one knows uh, what they're about, uh, what it has to do with anything. There seems to be these babies that you keep in tanks that are now called, uh, from the trailer that I saw, they're called BBs, uh, Bridge Babies. Uh, and this is all from listening to the podcast, and I watched the newest trailer that came out of Gamescom that was a few minutes, where basically uh, Norman Reedus' likeness and his voice is used in the game. Uh, he plays, uh, I think Sam Bridges is his name, and if I gleaned enough from the trailer, I only watched the trailer once, uh, but the idea is that he is basically trying to transport this this bb and connect these um basically communication towers that will connect the east to the west there's been a cataclysm event uh from what i can glean that no one really knows what happened uh, i'm sure we'll find it in the game everybody has ch- crazy theories about the game but this new trailer that came out of gamescom a woman uh takes a spectral baby out of the air and you can see the outline of the baby and hear the baby and she has a spectral umbilical cord and she is cradling the baby and talking to Sam about how she can't leave because she is uh, mama. She's the mother 
that's her son. Or it's her daughter, is what she says in the trailer. So uh, it was, it's really weird. You know, the idea, especially uh, since my wife suffered three miscarriages and our child died, uh, I definitely have a way different take on... Um, everybody kind of agrees the trailer is strange. I watched the trailer. It is very strange. Uh, there may have been more footage in the, you know, the footage I saw, but I didn't want to... Uh, Hideo started explaining the trailer, and I, I didn't want to hear that. I didn't want it to change uh, the little bit of impression I got from the trailer. I wanted it, I wanted to just watch the trailer and kind of judge it. Um, and I, I'm... Actually, after watching the trailer, I'm very intrigued. I was talking to a friend earlier today, and I said it just seems weird. You know, I, I've had a rough week or so. It's just been... Um, I've been thinking about my kids a lot uh, and my parents. And uh, work is... I've had worked very long hours. Uh, I worked Saturday for half a day. So I've been very tired. I've been getting over a cold, and I've still been working long hours. So, uh, you know, it's been tough. And But I, I, I told him when I saw the trailer that it was it was strange, the idea of, like, having a spectral baby, uh, because if you're out there and you've experienced a miscarriage or whatever, um, you already have a spectral baby. So, uh, you know, the idea of someone caring for a spectral baby doesn't seem as strange to me, I think, as maybe some people seem strange, you know? Um, and I thought I would be very, not offended, but I would be maybe disappointed in the trailer, uh, just because of my attitude. And again, you know, Hideo Kojima is, uh, creating this and anybody's allowed to create whatever art they are allowed to create. I'm not going to knock him for choosing the subject matter because there's a horror element to it. It is very strange. Maybe these women get reunited uh, with their babies. Maybe there's a divide in the other side. It's science fiction. Maybe the divide gets severed and they're able to be reunited, uh, you know, with their young children, which would be amazing. Um, I am very intrigued now after watching the trailer, um, Again, like I said, I think I, before I was going to be a little bit negative, and uh, now I'm actually more cautiously optimistic. It's kind of an interesting idea, you know. Uh, Norman Rea's character is uh, interacting with this woman, uh, Mama, and they're talking for a few seconds, and he doesn't understand what's going on because he has a physical uh, baby, like a fetus, basically, uh, in a tank strapped to his chest. If that's not weird enough for you, uh, apparently the game is much stranger. But um, I think, you know, you, I, I as I get older in my life, uh, before I have a reaction to things, I try to take a step back and just kind of realize, one, you know, he's creating this game with a unique idea. It's not in his brain, I think, to offend or, you know, belittle anyone. He's just creating this art with a story, and it's me who's carrying my uh, thoughts and feelings. I don't want to say baggage. Baggage seems too negative, especially when it comes to my kids. Uh, but carry my thoughts and feelings into the game. It will be very hard to separate that. But again, I'm intrigued to see where the story goes and how he handles that subject matter of having a spectral baby with a spectral umbilical cord. Um and I think, you know, it's okay to critique the artist and especially like me, like grieving and having this podcast, you know, I will accept criticism as long as it's not personal, um, you know, because I think at the end of the day, you want to articulate your idea correctly. And if he articulates his idea and thesis and uh, thoughts in a way that is cohesive and coherent, or at least 
uh, invokes an emotion or something like that, you know, then it can be effective, you know. Um, so, uh, I again, I'm very intrigued, and it comes out November eighth. I think I'm just going to pre-order the game because I, I love. Uh, you know, there's no longer like the midnight. Well, there's midnight releases, but not as many as there used to be. And uh, the, the idea now that I can pre-order it on my PS4 and just have a timer, basically, so when it hits probably 9 p.m. on November 8th, uh, I can play the game. So, um, you know, that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, that'll be fun. And uh, so I'm going to pre-order the game, and uh, I, it's a $60 game. And, uh, you know, we'll go from there and, and I'll play the game and I'll give you more impressions. So that's my first early impression. Uh, Death Stranding looks incredibly insane and it comes out November 8th for the PS4 and PC. And I, I don't know if they've announced it for any other platforms, but I do know if I understand the agreement correctly from reading, uh, I think Sony paid for Kojima's production studio. So, you know, obviously by them paying for the studio, they're probably not going to allow it to be released on Xbox or the Switch, you know, I don't think it could even run on the Switch, but anyway, long story short, I think it's just going to be PS4 and PC, so I'll give you a better impression, I mean, it's going to be a few months, but I will definitely keep you posted uh, playing it and things like that and what I feel, and the next early impression I have, like I said, it was a hands-on, I actually played this game, it's called Oninaki, it's by a small company called um, Tokyo RPG Factory, and it's a Square Enix published game, and it, uh, it they've made other games like Lost Sphere and uh, I am Setsuna, which I guess Setsuna in Japanese, which I've heard, I haven't collaborated this, but Setsuna literally means sadness. So the game is I am Sadness, and they did Lost Sphere, and they did this Oninaki, which is a, they're smaller RPGs, like probably, I, I don't know how many hours, but it's not like a 200-hour RPG, you know, JRPG. Um, but the idea of this is there's these people uh, called the Watchers, and they take people from the, the land of the dead and bring them to the other side so their soul can rest because they're restless in a way. And the game starts with a small boy who's maybe eight. It's hard to say because it's uh, you know a JRPG. There's kind of a very stylized animation. It looks very good. The game's uh, audio track is in Japanese with English subtitles, uh, which I enjoy. I don't mind. I, I actually like when I watch anime, I watch with subs. I don't watch uh, dubbed because um, I'm a snob. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but long story short, the game's called Onanaki. It came out August 22nd on the PS4, and it is on Steam on PC. Uh, I don't know if it's coming to other platforms. Uh, that I couldn't find if that was being announced. But it, uh, it basically, you are one of these watchers that uh, has to um, transport people from the land of the, the, the dead to uh, heaven or the other side. And it starts with a boy who's maybe eight, who is uh, grieving because his parents have just died. And the game starts out, and he says, you know, um, both my parents died. Sickness took them in the end, uh, and many people talked about my parents, uh, but they only spoke of memories of my parents. Um, so obviously for me, losing my parents, it's like, wow, that's kind of a heavy beginning to a game. Uh, it starts out with everybody basically in a wake. His parents are they're, they're basically in a large studio apartment, and his parents are both laying uh, kind of in a lotus, not lotus, but like they're laying down with their hands over their chest. They've obviously passed on and it's awake and people are sitting around talking. And um, then he uh, his friend tells him that he should probably 
he has a female friend, and she's, I didn't write her name down. These are all Japanese names, so they're very hard for me to remember. But she basically says, well, maybe you should go and talk to the watcher over there. He can help your parents uh, cross over from the other side to heaven, apparently, because they're in purgatory now. And he talks to the watcher, and the watcher says, don't grieve for the dead. That basically causes them pain, and it doesn't allow them to move on. Uh, so you have to stop grieving for them and uh, move on with your life. So uh, right away, that was a very interesting beginning to a game, especially with my history with my parents, like I've talked about before and everything. It was, it was a little strange to, set, to have someone tell you to forget it, you know. Um, but I, I bought this game because a lot of people said it had to de- deal with themes of death, which, I mean, it's not really a theme of death. You're literally dealing with death. I played the game for about 40 minutes. You, I, I went into this wooded area, fought some creatures. You have a spirit that follows you, which I'm sure will come up later because you're supposed to be, excuse me, you're supposed to be ushering spirits to the other side, but you have a spirit fighting for you and you can find memories and experience uh, some of the spirit's life. And if you do that, you bond with them. Uh, and they fight for you, and they become even stronger and things like that. So I'm sure that'll come up later that you probably will want to ditch the spirits that you're helping because they also want to move on and have memories. But um, it's a very melancholy game, which I don't really mind. Uh, the combat is very very simple but Diablo-like. You know, you have a button for a light attack, a button for basically a heavy attack, which is your spirit attacking. I'm sure later I'll get more attacks. I've already seen part of the skill tree that's used for... Um, that's used for the game where you upgrade stats and things, different spirits that you can control the fight. You can summon several others. They're basically party members. Uh, you summon them. You have a new weapon when you summon them. I have a sword right now. I'm sure later I'll have an axe or something like that. I've heard some early impressions that you get other weapons like axes and things like that. And uh, it'll basically affect how you fight and things like that in the game. So, again, it's a very interesting game that it deals with death in a way like this. You see a boy who is kind of in purgatory. You go to the land of the dead, which you can travel to because you're a watcher. You basically hit a button and travel to the land of the dead. And it's basically an overlay of the world you've already been in, but it's just darker. It's more stylized. Um, But you talk to this boy, and he's very young. He's about the same age you were. Uh, when your parents passed away and he wants to move on but he says he just wants to see his parents one more time so uh, you basically agree that that's probably the best course of action Uh, your guy's kind of a jerk in the beginning which makes sense because when he was eight instead of saying it's terrible your parents died why don't you talk about it they said suck it up and they told him to just become a watcher which again uh, trying not to carry my baggage or anything, not baggage, but my thoughts and feelings into the game. That's a little strange when you tell an eight-year-old boy to basically just, you know, stop crying and, uh, you know, dust off your skin knees uh, emotionally. But um, I think he will change. He's very cold right now, but I think something will happen and he'll kind of realize that, you know, it probably wasn't the best thing to be a watcher. So I'm hoping to get to the end of that and see kind of him develop. Um, but basically they agree to help this boy and I was escorting the boy out of the land of the dead, back in the land of the living, trying to find a portal to get through and um, get to this area that was black. I saw an enemy. I was like, oh, that's crazy. There's an enemy coming, but there's like a fog of war. So you see the outline of the enemy, but you don't see what it is. He came through the fog of war and stabbed me once, and I instantly died. So that was one hit kill. And so I know not to go into the black fog in the afterlife now. So that's a, it's a learning experience uh, for me not to do that. So... Um, 
but the you know the combat seems pretty tight. I enjoy the way it feels. You know, obviously I'm very early on. I'm only 40 minutes. You don't have a lot of abilities. You have like this dash thrust that your um, that your spirit I have now uses. Um, it's it's pretty good if you line enemies up. It obviously does a lot of damage. It does an initial thrust and then does like a power thing at the end. So you basically hit them twice. And there's a little note that says that when you go into the spirit realm, you basically always get a critical hit. Uh, the skill tree is very detailed from what I can see. Um, uh, there is a few cutscenes. It's very JRPG. People explain things. You know, you're you're the girl that told you when you were young to ask the watcher to let your parents move on is older with you and she's also a watcher. So um, I definitely want to see the relationships develop and how maybe he affect how he changes through the world and everything. You know, I, I hope he's not. Uh, the same at the beginning and the end. That would be kind of that would be truly sad uh, for him to have this happen to him, for him not to change. Uh, so yeah, that's my very early impressions. Again, I only played it for about thirty to forty-five minutes, so um, I don't I don't know how long the game is, how many hours it'll take, but it is a JRPG. Uh, the original language track is in Japanese, and there's English subtitles, so um, I don't mind that. I know some people might mind that, so it's just a heads up if you're out there and you're. You're like, oh man, that game sounds kind of interesting, you know. Uh, but if you don't like reading, uh, you don't. You probably shouldn't get it. Also, uh, there is a good thing where you can speed up kind of non-combat encounters. So there's a fast forward button. Like if you just want to speed through everything and just, um, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to listen to dialogue. You don't want to look at cutscenes. You just want to keep moving forward. You can totally do that. So um, yeah. Uh, that's Oninaki. That's kind of like my early impressions of that. Um, and so I think next week I will I will make it a, a point. I will play more Oninaki, give you a more uh, detailed impression. And I think I'm going to go back. There's been some other Death Stranding trailers. And initially I didn't want to look at them because I, I kind of wanted to go into the game cold. Because comparing it was really strange. I listened to a lot of gaming podcasts, a lot of the... Uh, hosts on the podcast were saying, yeah, it seems really strange, but we really can't nail it down. Now that the games tra- Gamescom trailer, uh, con trailer happened, a lot of people are saying, okay, we know a little bit more, but there's still more questions. You know, these character reveals are very strange. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go from the beginning. I'm making a note right now. I'm going to watch every Death Stranding trailer, and I'll kind of give you a breakdown of what I think is happening in the game and then um obviously in november when i play it i'll give you kind of a full report um so i'm making a note right now uh trying to think of what else i haven't seen any reader mail so you know that's fine there might be some later uh i will read that if i get it again if you want to leave me a message uh, go to www.gamingwithgrief.com. Uh, leave a comment under the under the video of the episode you listen to. Um, I do scroll through the past episodes to see if anybody left a comment. But um, obviously, if you listen to this episode and you think it's really good, leave a comment. If you have a question, leave a question. And obviously, if you leave a question under it, I would imagine it would have to do with this episode. But of course, you don't want me to read it. I won't read it over the air. Or if you want to write an email, you can either go to gwgpod04 at gmail.com or you can go to gwgjac at outlook.com. So go to either of those things. And uh, let me know what you think about the episode. Um, I haven't got it on iTunes yet. I apologize. 
Um, again, it's probably something that's very simple, a box I need to click. But what I've done is some research. It seems like it's a very involved process. When I get it on iTunes, I'll try to get a thumbnail. And um, when I, you know, um, and I'm actually going to reach out. In my area, there's a local podcast that um, they need people on. It's a smaller podcast. It's much bigger than mine, but it's smaller. And they say they need guests. So after I'm done editing this, which it actually was kind of more of a stream of consciousness, but when I'm done putting this up so it will post 7 a.m. on Monday on www.gamewithgrief and I'll post on SoundCloud shortly after I record this on uh, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. Um, I'm going to reach out to them and say, here's my here's my podcast. I'm like only on episode 14, but I'd really like to get the word out about my podcast and just talk to you guys because I'm a fan. I've listened to the, I, I, I'm a new convert. It's a local, uh, like I said, a local podcast. And it, it's, it's strange if you listen to a local podcast and you know the neighborhoods that they're talking about because they're talking about places that you grew up or you go to school or you drive, like I drive around where they're talking and you can visualize in your head where they're at. So I'm going to reach out to them and say, here's my situation. I'd like to get the word out about my podcast and, um, you know, maybe just go on their podcast and we'll see if they respond because I have said several times, I, I, I've, I've listened to their podcast and several times they've said, hey, you know, we need guest ideas. We need people on. If you want to promote something, please get a hold of us. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to uh, compress this, compile it, get it on SoundCloud, and then I'm going to reach out to them and tell them my situation. So hopefully uh, I'll get the word out about the podcast. So... Again, uh, have a good week. Uh, if you need help, please reach out. It's okay to not be okay. Um, oh, I have to make another note too. I keep stealing that from a website, but there is an organization that helps people that are suicidal or maybe need help, and uh, they use that slogan. So I'm making a note right now. I will find out who says uh, it's okay to not uh, to not be okay, and I'm going to give you their web address. Um, next week so if you need help you can go there and uh hopefully find the help you need um again have a good week uh keep your head up uh i'll see you guys next week and uh you know be safe bye